Lawrence Hu is a Bristol-based poet and educator. His work is known for throwing a powerful light onto the overlooked experiences of those living in Bristol's under-supported communities. It also invokes the inspiring, under-celebrated histories which are the inheritance of local immigrant communities. In 2021, Lawrence was commissioned by Bricks to create an artwork to be permanently installed at the new Moxie Hotel in St Paul's, Bristol. To create the work, he enlisted the help of his longtime collaborator and friend, Chaz Golding, a designer and creative director. Lawrence has a deep connection to St Paul's and his new work for the Moxie Hotel shines a light and lifts up the local community. As such, in this podcast, Lawrence wanted the voices of local residents to be heard as well as his own. So we took a walk through the streets of St Paul's with a microphone to capture what people love about the area. So embedded in the community is Lawrence that we could barely walk for more than one minute without someone stopping us for a chat or a quick hello. I could see that Lawrence felt as at home in the Georgian terraces as it was possible for anyone to feel anywhere. In this podcast, you'll hear the voices we collected on that walk, along with a conversation between Lawrence and Chaz that took place at Lawrence's office in September 2021. At the end of the episode, you'll hear a poem written and performed by Melisa, a Bristol-based poet and writer who Lawrence commissioned to write the piece specifically for this podcast. Melisa read the poem for us on a beautiful sunny day in Portland Square, St Paul's. Let me ask you two questions, please. Why you love St. Paul's? This is where I born and grew. Born and grew. Sum up St. Paul's in one word for you. What would the one word be? Uh, is it one word to sum it up? My name's Lawrence Hill. I'm a Bristol poet, co-founder of Cargo, storyteller, mischief maker. And that's about it. That's me. <laughs> Storyteller, mischief maker. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I might put that in my CV. <laughs> my name's Chaz Golding. I'm a creative director of Cargo. And I am a creative working in a quite a wide range of media, from film through to digital, interactive, as well as physical installation, sculpture, architecture and and work on a lot of live events creating content as well as fabrication of environments so what do you love about living in St Paul's the community yeah basically I love it round here because everybody looks out for everybody nobody don't see you for a couple of days they come and knock your door and say you're all right and everybody walks past and say hi good morning good evening and I've lived here more or less all my life, and I'm not moving. That's right. And you wouldn't want to move, would you? No, I'm not going anywhere. That's right. So if you had to sum it up in one word, what would be your one word? It's home. There you go. The funny thing is, the project has gone out for an open submission, I think, for a few weeks, and I had a look at it, and I'm not going to lie, when I actually read the brief, I thought it was written for us. And that's, that was the beginning. The main idea was a conversation around what we were going to do, around what they were looking for for, for the Moxie and how could we represent St. Paul's and all the changing communities and everything that's contributed to St. Paul's over, over like quite a long timeline. And it was coming up with the idea of, of, the idea of a jewel and the effect of our jewel, of our diamond is actually created 
It's created over a long period of time. It's created over layers. And actually for the pressure of these layers over time creates something that's really beautiful. Yeah, I think that was the that was the real start for me when because I was thinking we we you you came to me with the brief and then I went away and had a think about it. And then we both came back and I came back with some different ideas and you came back and you told me about the dual idea, which I really loved. And I thought that kind of took us into a, d- a different direction, really. Yeah. Um, because I was thinking about borders and lines of community and separation and and all of those kind of things. And then right. you and then you came in with a dual and a dual was such a great idea because it was such an p- uplifting metaphor for a community that has not often been looked at in such a good light. Where it was, where the hotel was was yeah, a, a fantastic kind of shop front for the community, wouldn't it? You know, you see that it's the corner of the window. You know, it's, just, it's like that's the first thing you see when you come into Bristol. So, yeah, then you went off with that and then went through some imagery thing and started creating, I suppose, the, yeah, the images to go with that. I wrote a little piece, first of all, wasn't it? A small piece of the poem and then gave you that. Well, I thought it was important to get to authentically reflecting the culture and by by asking the residents what they felt about it because i felt that it the opportunity was to have have an authentic voice what do you love about state force it's a very natural area right right and the community as as it expires has gone to the peak how do we how do we get over the peak it is not what you see every day, it's how they communicate in the community and it is untrojous at the present. There is no sense of meanings. If you had to sum St. Paul's up in one word, one word only. Love. Love. That's all I got to do with is love. It was quite unique for Moxie to, um, you know, or Bricks to have this approach of getting local artists to contribute to pieces of work within the foyer because often it's a bit more of a kind of a chain conglomerate kind of approach where we've got a stock artist they come up with some generic artwork there's nothing site specific it's the first time they did this so it was that was for me it was quite an interesting opportunity and I thought let's let's keep the integrity of that you know, initial offering by going to the community and asking them directly what they want to see and what they really feel about their community. One of the ideas was about collecting objects, found objects within the community yeah. and creating a display around those objects. That was not one of the chosen ideas. The idea was more f- photographically led. And, and I think that then was an opportunity for us to then go out and find some of that imagery, but then also ask the community for that imagery so they can bring us some of their old archival um, f- photography. Um, and then we can combine that with some more immediate, fresh, new stuff and, and then collect a kind of a collage of imagery. It's like, right, we've got to involve all the community and people and make this be connected. So, yeah, so we started building up on that. We submitted one outline with a few options and it's come down to what we're actually creating now, which is using imagery through the different layers, the layer jewels, which are going to the... Originally, it was four windows. Then we found out that actually one window was like two windows in one. There's four individual constructions, four individual kind of modular diamond shapes that are going to be made out of uh, multiple pieces, shards of perspex, which will then be printed onto. So there'll be this kind of three-dimensional photographic sculptures that will sit there and light will kind of allow the images to kind of transition and feel as if they are changing over time. So I think it was a big part of the, the, the design was to think about 
this because it's a solid state installation it's like you want to you want to have a returnable value so each time you go there you're kind of getting a different experience each time a day you see it it'll be a slightly different look because the daylight will affect it in a different way to then the lighting we use within yeah. it as well so and that lighting will be constantly shifting and changing so you get a sense that every time you go back to see this thing you might see something different and i think there'll be an element of movement in there as well so there'll light refraction color change and the fact that you see these kind of translucent shards of perspex overlaid on each other with different images that will allow you to see kind of different interpretations of hopefully a representation of St. Paul's like no one else has ever seen before yeah. and a, a positive representation. And I think that's, that was a, was a big, um, yeah. And the main thing was to- Big thing for us. Yeah, it was, and a great opportunity to celebrate yeah. so much of what St. Paul's is about and has been about. And some of that comes from having an understanding of what the community is and has been and that's why I thought it was important for us to get this gig. But that idea of the diamond that you came up with, the idea of the, the, the minerals being forged over time, such a great metaphor. And it's just emblematic of the strength of the community and a strength in unity as well, because it's all about the layers and it's all about the, the compacting of culture over time. And I think it was a great thing. As soon as, soon as you know, Lawrence came with that, I was like, yeah, right, okay, now we know what we're doing. I want to ask you two questions if you're up for it. Oh, I'm in a hurry. Go on then. Okay, one question is, what do you love about St. Paul's? I, I lived here all my life and I love it. That's right. So, and if you had to sum it up in one word, what would it be for you, Anne? Love. There you go. Yeah, that's beautiful, Anne. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, we, we met <laughs> for the first time in a, in a road away from where I live now in London. Lawrence knew a guy called Dai who who was saying that I should meet Lawrence for a long time. And I, you know, I was a filmmaker making bits and pieces, short documentary pieces. And Dai was like, you gotta meet my mate Lawrence, you gotta meet Lawrence. And then I was shooting a video with Dai doing a music video um, ahead of Carnival yeah. in Notting Hill. And and we were roaming the streets looking for locations. And then who drove up in his in his big ass estate car? <laughs> it was that Audi estate, right? It was like Audi estate. Yeah, Audi time, estate. Yeah. Rolled up and then and then that was it. And then we just kind of met each other and then started to do work together. And Chaz had actually bought my book. So Chaz was the first person I ever knew ever bought my book. I was amazed that someone actually bought the book, first of all. And then I met someone at the thing and we just got chatting and seeing what he did. And we just forged a relationship from them. Now, Lawrence was always busy working, doing his own stuff. He was always an independent kind of, you know, just went out and did it, bought his own camera, bought his own equipment before anybody was doing stuff like that. And he was just like, oh, I'm going to make stuff. <laughs> and I was out there like randomly trying to do my best to make stuff. When Chaz was out there making stuff well, do you know what I mean? Through his job, through what he did. And I think what used to intrigue me first of all, also when I met Chaz, we kind of come from different ends of the spectrum. And, Chaz in certain spaces was just so calm and carefree where I would be all guarded and, oh, this is going on, that's going on. And, and so Chaz allowed me to quite learn quite a lot about some of the own issues I'd had from growing up in the environment I'd grown up into. Seeing that you're a lot freer to travel through the world in spaces. So I was kind of, it was like a strange kind of tutor, mentor, and the friendship just grew. Question one, what do you love about St. Paul's? Jump up a bit. My people! Yeah. Go on. Wow. That's what I love about St. Paul's and 
it's the most freest place I've been in the UK. So if you had to, but if you had to sum, so if you had to sum Paul's up in one word, what would be your one word to sum it up for you? Life. Um, I always remember the plaque on the Colston Hall we put up. <laughs> so yeah, that was an interesting story. Colston Hall is now called the Bristol Beacon. The new extension was built in 2009. Um, they did it in a very nice um, gold. That was a trigger colour to see it in gold. It kind of felt, to be personally, a bit like somebody was taking the mitt. Like, here's a new part of the Colston Hall. You see the old shell. And it just felt like, oh, look at that lovely golden building. That's a bit like the contribution the African people made to Bristol. And they're not being recognised and nobody wants to recognise what they've done and there's no monument of beauty to them. So after getting away from the pain, it was like, that's a nice building. Maybe we make that the monument. Maybe make this the monument to the Africans' contributions to Bristol. And that's what we chose to do, wasn't it? So I added to a poem that I'd already written and just put an ink into Bristol to it. We went and got a lot of posters printed, flyers printed with it on there, some information around um, Colston, Edward Colston on there. Created an organisation called RACE, recognising Africa's contribution to Europe. We went and got a brass plaque cut, went and saw Massive Attack. They contributed to pay to, for the plaque and for the print and everything back then. We went and stuck it to the outside of the Colston Hall, the plaque, and I think the plaque was something like, um, this is recognising the contribution of the African people to Bristol, blah, 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 blah. We stuck that on the corner of the Colston Hall. Um, Luke Jarman, sorry, Luke, but... He had a whole installation of pianos all through the city to celebrate it. So we stuck posters with the poem and the information to every single piano around the city, as well as filling up the um, flyer things in the Colston Hall. And it actually got picked up that people thought it was real. So it ended up being in the venue. Because I remember Grant coming back to us after saying that actually it was in the venue. It ended up on the letters page. Lots of people were upset believing that like the city had actually designated the new Colston Hall building. Uh, as a monument to the African people's contribution to the city. Um, I never caught that at the time, because that was really funny. And that was the thing about having fun with what we're doing at the same time of dealing with really serious issues. And there's always been a bit of that between our relationship is the mischief to um, creating change. I think that's always been the main thing. It's like, no permission is required, we can. What do they say? Someone says, it's easier to um, ask someone's forgiveness than to ask their permission. I quite like that. What do you love about St Paul's? What I love about St Paul's is the culture's clashing. The food, the community coming together, and the history of St Paul's. So if you had to sum it up in one word, what, one, what would you use as one word to describe St Paul's? We'll sum it up for you. Vibrant. Yeah, it's funny because at the beginning of the project, I didn't, you know, I didn't understand clearly enough the the actual structure space where the installation would go. And I, we were always told they were windows, so I just always assumed that this would be a window into the building and into. So I thought there was an opportunity to play with people looking in and how they look in at the community as well as the, how people look outwardly from within the community. So I thought that that's, that's also a bit of a nugget for where the idea came from because it was an idea about 
reflection and how you see things from different perspectives you know so i think the the big part of what we're creating is something that can be seen from multiple perspectives and you can get something different from it from the different angles at which you see it so um that part of the concept still retained and i think that's really important because like with the original idea of it being a layered jewel or a mineral that's made over time there's lots of facets to that so i think what would be great for people to take away from it is that every time you look at it you see something different and also you can see different things from moving your position from where you're stood and where you're looking at it so i think that's that's really that's really important i mean at the front there will be a diamond shape cut into the window so you're initially asked to look within the window to see inside so you want to kind of push yourself forward to look in and look through a look through a kind of another eyepiece if you like and the eyepiece will be the diamond but then as you look in you'll be able to then see fragments of imagery that will be reflected on different sides of this kind of three-dimensional sculpture so so you instantly have to kind of move yourself to look around it to look inside it to look and then I think that's really important because you know when you're looking at a community or you're you've got a perceived understanding of a community it's so nuanced it's so layered that you're never gonna you know there's never one side to any story there's multiple sides to every interpretation so i think it's really important that that's one of the take-homes is that is these things are complicated and there's there's many different types of lives and different types of cultures because it's not just afro-caribbean there's there's somali there's 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 indian there's there's south asian there's like there's a multitude of people that make the community some polls. Okay, so this is Melisa, Gifts Make Room, Clear Space. I'm a poet, creative, based in Bristol, born in Bristol, creating in Bristol. Home is where my people are, my food, my music, my colours, my tones. Home is pools, eastern and fish ponds and many other roads. All these that you've heard me speak of hold steps from the feet of my family tree that worked, danced and shook hands here before the thought of me. Home is in the gold tooth sitting in the corner of uncle's mouth. Home is in the hair shop and the smell of food coming from sister auntie's house. Home is on the block Gill Avenue in the youth group's Tudor Road, outside the corner shop where elders sat and we would briefly speak. Home isn't just the judgment, the fear, the news, the stories you've been told. Home is wherever my people are. Home is in our soul. Home is what was seen as nothing, but we always made it something. Home is not just a destination, it's oneness after the separation. Home is wherever my people are. My food, my music, my colours, my tones. Home is pools, eastern and fish ponds and many other roads. So, Melisa, yeah. what do you love about St Paul's? Um, I think just family and the feeling of community and just the memories I had when I was little coming here with my parents and just, yeah, that's what I love about it. So if you had to sum St Paul's up with just one word, what would that one word be? Uh, I'd say eclectic. St Paul's is one of the smallest communities in Bristol, but it's got a huge reputation. Yeah. And it's known, it's known quite around the world. And, but a lot of people kind of used to have quite a negative perception of what the place is, but it's, it is so vibrant. It has given so much to the city. And it is, it's worth hunting down. 
you know? And that's why in the end, it'd be, it'd be, we kind of end the piece about it being a treasure trove. You know, there's so much that it's contributed. There's so much beauty that has come from there. And at the same time, there's been a lot of pressure there too. You want my vocal? I want your voice. Yeah. I want to ask you two questions. Yeah. Question one, what do you love about St. Paul's? Well, St. Paul's is the best. <laughs> Can't beat St. Paul's, no matter where you go. Wherever you go, you have to come back to St. Paul's because they're original. And this is where I grew up from when I was a young boy. And I grew up here and I love it. Yeah, and then, so if you had to sum up St. Paul's in one word. To sum it up? Yeah, for you, one word. Great. Thanks for listening. We're Bricks, a social enterprise with the mission to support creative communities in Bristol, helping them to thrive. We work with communities, developers and local artists to produce programmes that support both local voices and Bristol's creative economy. In 2021, we delivered public art projects across a range of developments from hotels to new housing neighbourhoods, schools and listed community buildings. If you'd like to get in touch, learn more about Bricks Public Art Producing or find out more about the artwork discussed in this podcast, please visit bricksbristol.org and follow us for updates on all the usual social channels. To be the first to hear when we release new podcast episodes, be sure to subscribe to our feed and if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review. This episode explored one of the works produced for the public art programme at the new Moxie Hotel in St Paul's, Bristol. This podcast was produced by Rowan Bishop. The Moxie Public Art Project was commissioned by Vastint with support from the JU Group. Thanks to everyone on the Creative Commissioning Group for their input.